talk to you about waiting on him why do I want to talk about that because it is a lost ancient art I started thinking Lord <laughs> something came to mind it's like when the Lord's trying to talk to us it's like he's trying to talk to a moving target how many can relate like our minds are all over the place or our, 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 our whole like pattern of life is all over the place and the Lord wants to really stop us and rest. And I'm telling you, waiting is, is the way, it's an ancient way. I say ancient way because I feel like it's something that we lost. Even with, with the, the beginning and the birthing of the church, it became, you know, even um, the Eastern... Uh, orthodox they they still they were living in this place of of waiting on the lord so i i just i feel like contemplative prayer is one of those things but i want to just i want to just hit a few things because i felt like the lord was opening up and i'm going to start actually where we stopped um last week and and we're going to go to the book of james and i just want to start there because how many know james just man he gets in your face he gets in your face about stuff, and he gives you instruction, and you're just like, ouch, or amen, I'm not sure what I should say. And so we're going there again today. But I just want you to feel, again, I just want you to, everyone in this room, if, if, if as you pray and fast, I want you to feel a freedom. This is all about feasting on the Lord. This is really, it shouldn't be about grinding it out and God wants to give you a, a, a way, and I, and I say fasting, like we're, we're doing Daniel fast, people are doing all different types of things, you can fast all kinds of, there's all kinds of creative ways to fast, but I believe food is part of it, like stop eating sugar, try that. Some of you people that eat sugar all the time, you try and stop it, you're going to feel awful, all right? I, I eat, you know, I probably need to preach it myself about coffee. I like the black water, so I'll probably still drink it for a few days, but I, it just, there's those things that we can't, like, we don't even realize the vices in our lives, and, and like media, ready? I'm sorry, I love all you that have those watches, but I don't know, I can't even be in a prayer circle because of things vibrating. I don't know how you live life. I'm serious. It's like... <laughs> Like, I need to know every single thing that's coming. Oh, mercy, mercy. Like, my, I want the vibration of the Holy Ghost over here, you know? Give me the vibes, you know? It's like the, I'm telling you, I love you. It's, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no condemnation. I'm just telling you, we have so many things that distract us. And how do we expect to wait on the Lord if we have all these things, and I, I just named a few, right? We can be, like, I used to be preoccupied with football. Thank you, Jesus. I got delivered. Somehow, it just happened, right? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Thank God. We don't even have a big TV in the house. I'm still lobbying for that. The reality is that I, I really feel like, you know, God's trying to shift people to be more attentive. How many know God doesn't like it when we multitask with him? 
come on multitasking with the Lord no he wants us to be like super like attentive to him and I'm telling you if you think about it I started with this one thought that as we as Adam had fell into sin just think of this this is amazing this is this should be absolutely freeing as Adam and Eve they went into disobedience they fell into sin what was the first thing that happened the Lord was looking for them and this should be for all of us to understand the Lord is looking for you he's waiting for you do you understand that he's really waiting for us to step into something and that is him come on never mind about our calling and all that stuff I, I, I you know because it it all has to be removed all this self stuff has to be removed come on to just shout at me when I'm preaching good I realize that a lot of times I'm you know when we're distracted with thinking about our things all the stuff that keeps us bound up some way some way shape or form so I just want to hit this because God wants us to be super patient he really wants us to be super patient so let's just go to uh, James chapter 5 and I, I wanted to stop at some point, but it's like, man, you can just keep going the whole chapter almost. So I'm just going to rip through some of it and just kind of give you a, a little, little bit of um, commentary as we go along. It says, therefore be patient. We went over this. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Just want you to see this, really. It's super important. I feel like we need to understand that we can step into encounters when he says the coming of the Lord here, I just want you to see it's not about the great day and the coming of the Lord. I feel like in the context, as I read through the rest of the chapter, it's talking about Jesus himself coming into your situation. It's about the Lord showing up in the places you need him to show up in. But, some, but the whole problem is he said, be patient, right? Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord and see. Um, did I tell you what verse? Sorry. I knew I didn't. Sorry. See, I'm getting better. 5-7. Until the coming of the Lord, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently, number one, for it until it receives the earthly and the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And I know we that that term coming of the Lord is at hand is used in different contexts all through Peter uses it as meaning the, the day of the Lord the coming of the Lord is at hand but I think if we read on ready we're going to read on because here two times right there he said patience and wait patient and wait okay then he says don't crumble against one another brethren lest you be condemned ah <laughs> Don't complain about your husband or your wife, right? Don't complain about your friends, your enemies. Oh, don't complain. Don't grumble, right? Lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. That means Jesus is right there. And, and what, did, what did it say in the book of Revelation? That he stands at the door and knocks. And he wasn't knocking for the unbelievers. He was knocking for the church. Say, can I come in? And I, I'm going to ask you today, does he have permission to come in? Or are you so, so busy you can't hear the door knocking? Yeah. No, really, I, I feel like the Lord, I have so much here tonight. I don't even, there's no way I'm going to get through it. 
There's no way. So I said, it says that the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Now just, oh. Indeed, we count them blessed who endured. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and have seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord was very compassionate and merciful. What happened? If, all right, so just stop at Job, right? Oh, we always have to go to Job. Job was the one that lost everything, and then it was what? Given back how many times? Seven. Seven times, right? He lost everything. Family, kids, property, all his stuff, everything. And then everyone told him what his problem was. And then the Lord said, I'll restore you. Doesn't matter what everyone else is saying. And everyone else had good advice. No, they did. They were good counselors in some ways. But the reality is, here we go. So I just want you to hear, because even today, the, the waiting, the waiting has everything to do with how we hear the Lord. It has everything to do with the way we stop, the way we listen, the way we posture our hearts to hear Him speak. Come on, this is a prophetic generation. This is a prophetic church. Yeah? You're prophetic people. <laughs> You're a chosen generation. And right now, in today's, uh, in, in, the, in the epoch of time that we're in, we have to hear the Lord well. Right? Even with this thing up the street, I need to hear the Lord really well. I need to just behold Him, wait on Him, posture my heart. Now, now when I say this, I truly believe that all of a sudden they're using Job as a, as a picture because what? Job was, all hell was breaking loose on Job's life. And now we see that by waiting and being patient, talk about Job. We don't know, I don't know the timeline. Time, it, it's one of those books, you know, it's a revelatory book that Moses wrote, again, right, on the life of Job, that, that we realize and understand that this whole thing went crazy in his life because the enemy himself wanted to test Job. And God said, go ahead. And so I say this because we live in the New Testament, in a New Covenant. And the Lord will still say, go ahead. Don't think that because the old covenant <laughs> is the old covenant and the new is the new. It's all one covenant for us, to be honest. And I, I have to tell you that sometimes it's just, go ahead. But he's waiting for our response. And he's wanting us to be patient, even though it hurt, even though we got crushed, even though things all of a sudden got out of control. He's saying, will you be patient? Will you wait on me? Will you hear my voice? And we're going to get into that because it's a whole nother thing that I feel like the Lord is talking to us about because waiting is really what brings us right in, into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to show it to you through a couple of the saints, you know, that I, I truly know that moved and operated and empowered. And, and it wasn't just, they were just a token of what we're supposed to be in this generation. And it's not supposed to be one or two. It's supposed to be a generation. I believe that. And so, oh, I'll just stop there. I'll stop there because I could keep going. Because then he goes into, ready? He goes jumping right into, uh, is anyone among you suffering? Verse 13, let him pray. 
If anyone's, is anyone cheerful? Let him, let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call on the other. It's like he's saying, and, and then he goes to speak about the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Right? Elijah was a man with the nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Again, we're waiting for the rain, and we're waiting for the fruit. Both take time. Both take time. I'm heating up. I believe that the Lord is going to open up the heavens as we wait. Not even just over the next 38 days or whatever is left, right? It's over a lifetime that God wants to pour out his spirit on your life in such a way that he's saying, will you stop? Will you wait? Will you posture yourself? And I'm just going to hit, oh man, if I think about David, ready? If you go to Psalm 27, and then I'll actually, this is all introduction. This is all introduction. The Lord is amazing, and His Word, He wants to pour out. Let me tell you this. By waiting for Him, by rehearsing His Word, by rehearsing the things that He's spoken to you, by sitting, and, 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 and in all this, you put aside all the things that are trying to clutter your mind. Because the main thing, and, and we're going to hit it at the end, is emptying yourself. Because I can't hear a thing if there's all kinds of chatter up here, right? And God wants to take and remove the chatter, but you know what? He can't remove it until you remove it. No, there has to be a place where you come into alignment with yourself. Ready? The spirit man inside of you to look and to begin to say, I'm shutting down all these things that are in my mind. And you say, it's impossible. No, it's not. It's not. I know. I, I, as I was praying last night and I began to declare things, we have up to sometimes, sometimes up to 15 to 20 thoughts in a minute. In one minute. Well, you're like, that's only 15 seconds. Well, I'm sure they just repeat or do other things. I'm saying probably at a minimal. All right? So how is your mind? It's good. Say, come on, it's good. It's really amazing. I have the mind of Christ. Right? You have the mind of Christ. You should be really believing that, that the mind of Christ is in you because of what? The crowns that were on his head. And he, he totally, the blood of Jesus went into his eyes, covered his eyes with blood. He, only, he no longer saw, he saw all redemption. Come on, how's our vision? All right. Oh, Psalm 40. I could be in Psalm 27. Uh, I'll just go in Psalm 20, 40 for now. Psalm 40 in verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Ready? I just want you to see. Ready? David's perspective. Ready? David's perspective. David, the king, uh, the, the whole lineage of the Lord came out of his, his lineage, and he was called by God, and, he, and, and the Bible says that, they, that no one had a heart like him. Okay, so here he is. And we know that David suffered. We know he went through 
caves and, and hid out and all these things. But he says this, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and, and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet on a rock. Amen. And established my steps. So eventually, you may not feel like you're walking in, in, in a secure place, but you will be. How? By waiting. By being patient. First of all, with yourself. And secondly, with everyone else around you. No, really. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and those, right, this way. And so the Lord is trying to get ready. You're going to get free from this tonight, I promise you. It's going to be really good. The, the Holy Spirit wants us to get this. Why? So that when you go to your place of prayer, and even in here, with all the noise, because here's what the Lord wants you to be able to do, and what He wants to train you to do, is to engage in a place where you can shut everything down around you. It's the way someone's worshiping, even yelling, or, or, or carrying on, or crying over in a quarter. It doesn't matter because you're locked in with the Lord. That's how you get into a place where you're, you're so postured that the Lord begins to just minister to you in your bubble. Come on, say, Lord, I thank you for my bubble. Yeah, and you want the Lord in your bubble. You want him in that place. You want him to be in that place with you. The thing is, he's not outside of that. You're just not discerning that he's there. Are you hearing me? Okay. And then it says, he put a new song in my, so praise, right? It, immediately, David goes into praise. Come on, he's the man of praise. And it says, he has put a new song in my mouth, uh, praise to our God. And many will see it in here and will trust in the Lord. That means everyone else around me is going to see what God's doing in me because I'm a man of peace. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an apostolic flame of peace in the earth. Come on, I'm a prophetic flame of peace on the earth and people notice that about me so then they are attracted to me and they want to come to me because I carry the light of God and the peace of God right it said blessed is the man who makes the makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud come on somebody you don't respect pride and pride is what gets in the way of God doing what he needs to do because we don't want to let go of that stuff Come on, I, don't, I want to be possessed by the presence of God. I don't want to possess my stuff anymore. Okay? So, who does not respect the proud, nor, uh, nor such as turn aside to lies. Ready? Do not listen to the things that are saying contrary things to, your plan, to God's plan for your life, to God's, come on, vision for your life don't listen to the thoughts that are going contrary to the negative thoughts you have negative thoughts that are going contrary to what God's speaking over you and he said do not believe the lie simply don't believe the lie many O Lord my God are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts towards us cannot be counted in this order so there you go right God's saying listen take your eyes off of your stuff okay because when I all of a sudden not the, and, and again ready we're going to take it in context because you take your stuff that God's trying to deal with you and you just put it before him 
right? Because he does want us to acknowledge, okay, I've got this and I've got that and I'm not ignoring those things, but it doesn't dictate my private space with the Lord. Come on, you okay? And the Lord wants into that space completely so he can minister his way and his life into your life. At, at the, and it said, if I would declare and speak them, they're, they're more than can be numbered. It says this, sacrifice and offerings you did not desire. So stop it when you blame yourself for not doing stuff right and you messed up and, and it didn't look like it maybe should have. Ready? Quote, unquote. Because we're all hard on ourselves. And, and again, we take account for the stuff, the things that God wants to take care of. I'm not nullifying that. God wants to deal with stuff in our hearts. But I am saying that the Spirit of God is saying, listen, it's not by what you do. It's not by how you sacrifice. It's not by the works that you do. It's not by any religious thing that you do. It's not by being good on a certain amount of time and all this stuff because we always put things in a performance-oriented place. And God's saying, listen, put all that stuff aside. Come here and see this. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you don't require. That should free us. Because we beat ourselves up on the things that we've messed up or, we've, or, or, or the past things that have, that have set us in a place where we keep remembering the old. I should have, I would have, I could have. No. I take authority over that in your life right now. That you may walk in complete freedom. And then it says this. My ears have opened. My ears you have opened. Burnt sacrifice and sin offerings you do not require. Behold... I come in a scroll, in the scroll of the book, it's, it is written of, written of me. I delight to do your will, my God, and your law is, in, is within my heart. So here's the deal. We separate ourselves under the Lord. Cl remove the clutter. Like you consciously have to say, and it's not like, all right, you know, just don't strain. Ready? You'll hurt yourself. No, seriously, everyone gets so fixated on the, I got to move the stuff out of my life, and I got to move it out of my brain. God's saying, listen, relax, enjoy me. Listen, look at the things I've written over you, all the words I've written over you, over your life. Look at what I've already spoken from times past. Look at those things. Take the word. I'm telling you, this is a key. You're going to take the word. Take one of these psalms and just really be, just sit with one psalm sit with three verses and meditate on it and i'm telling you i'm i believe this that the lord is going to renew your mind if you just do it with the psalms of david just do it with the psalms of david you don't have to do matthew mark luke and john i'm telling you there is remedy for your life in the word just in the psalms that's just one part and we're worried about you know the book of enoch and 17 other books that aren't even in here and we can't even I can't get Psalm 23 walking in my life. So I said this uh, last night, and I, we've, I truly felt the Lord just all of a sudden poof, drop. And I was, just, I was speaking at one man, but I was challenging everyone. What would God do with 24 hours in your week? Like if you set yourself apart for 24 hours one day out of your seven, 
to just get before him. You're like, I don't have that. No, you probably do. Okay, let's just start with 10 minutes. 10 minutes quiet, wait, waiting patiently before the Lord. You're like, three, seven, bzz, something's buzzing, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have to turn my phone off because I will get a text from someone. And if I'm not answering texts during this time, don't get offended. Seriously, because I just need to just shut things down. And when I open it back up, I'll get back to people. But I, I want you to just be in it because I have to do this myself. Ready? This has everything to do because I believe this. I believe this with all my heart that God, the Holy Spirit, is about to come in such a way so clear in your life that if you just make a, just you open the door and say, I will do, I'll do 10 minutes today. And then you say, okay, God, I'm going to do double. Like whatever you're doing now, just do double. Oh, I'm challenging you. It's not like, oh, I, I, you know, I certain things about this whole generation I don't love. You know, oh, everyone gets a trophy. No, I, you didn't excel. I don't know. You know, I'm just, and I don't mean that for like little kids and stuff, but it's just like, I do. Yeah, I do. I do actually, maybe. Maybe I do. Okay, but I just feel like, I feel like, and again, it's not about striving or trying to do something. I feel like there's, there's this challenge that God wants to give to you. That like, I have, all right, God, I, I do good for about 10. Now, you might just get five, but you get victory. Come on. Come on. And, and, and this is how it has to go. Sometimes it is baby steps. Because I say 24 hours and people are like, whoa, that's a whole day. Like, that's a whole day and a night. But I'm trying, if it, like, the tithe of our lives, what does that look like? Like, if I do, I, all right, just say 10. Just do, we got a 40-hour week. That's a work week. How many hours do we actually have in a full seven days? I don't know what that is, but just give them a tenth of that. Right? Can you give them? Yeah, 24 times 7. So the Holy Spirit wants to challenge us to do that. I believe, I believe this is good. Are you good? Everyone's good. You're all really attentive. I was surprised. I don't know why. I'm just surprised. I'm like, oh, waiting. This is going to like, people are going to be like, you know. Just because of the message sometimes. I, so I just felt like, man, there is so much. All right, I'm just, you're going to run with me for a bit? Okay. All right, that was all an introduction. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, again, I just want to reiterate because I felt like this was, this was super important, right? That the Lord is, can we open that door because I'm going to die. I mean, physically die. No, the heat's fine because everyone will be frozen. I'm good. Water, I'll be fine. I just all of a sudden, the heat's rising. That usually means it's time to pray. I'm not ready to pray yet. Usually my body temperature rises, and then we're ready to go. So, But here we go. So I just want you to realize that 
we want to receive, how many want to receive prophetic revelation from the secret place? I mean, I want to hear the voice of God. And so this is why we're, we're super, like, I'm going to focus on this. And honestly, this has been in my heart. And then all of a sudden, I just got bombarded in my class that I'm taking with the prophetic ministry stuff, advanced prophetic. Um, and and I, I felt like, wow, God, you're speaking clearly. So I'm, I'm kind of rehearsing some of that and some of the stuff that I already, that the Lord's already been speaking. So I just want you to just grab hold of what he's about to do because he wants to identify areas in our lives that he really wants access to. And so the main thing is our thought life. The main thing is our thought life. Paul said this, he said, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you would prophesy, right? And so I just feel like the gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy is for all of us and we should desire it. But the way, the way of getting it is another issue, right? So that's why I want, if, if we're pure in heart, look at me and listen to me on this. If, if we're pure in heart, then we want him. I don't want a gift. I don't want a gift. I want him. And when I get him, I get everything else. Because within him is everything that I need. So if I get into the place and positioned in the place and you get in the place where he's called you to to be positioned before him and behold him and loving on him then I'm telling you but but you're all I, I know everyone in this room you struggle with it because I personally do at moments right I go into like I had Lisa pray for me right at the beginning of the fast I'm like my mind is everywhere like I was like everywhere and I'm like okay and she's like what I go you getting revelation in here like we're 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 in the same rooms like next door to each other and I'm like are you getting revelation in here she's like no I'm just reading my bible I'm like so I'm like and it's not about getting revelation and she said I'm not trying to get revelation I said neither am I but I was just checking I just want you to be in a position right it's because it's not about that I want to just encounter the Lord and 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 I feel like this is, this is what the Lord has said. This is the key. It really unlocks. Like all the other stuff is good, and I want the gifts of healing. I want the gifts of knowledge, and I want all that, and I do have all those things, but it's not working to the capacity that I know the Lord wants it, right? So in all of you, we want the Spirit of God to rest on us like it did Jesus. And what was it about Jesus? Jesus had perfect communion with the Father. And so he modeled that on the earth so every one of us can be in this place. He went to the mountain to what? Wait. We talked about 40 days. He went there to wait. Moses went what? To wait. Elijah. Wait. 40 days, a long day to wait. It's a long time. And so... I didn't, even mean, I didn't even mean to like maneuver it like this, but I feel like even calling the 40-day fast for the corporate body and do whatever, again, do whatever you want to do, whatever manner you want, do three days, do one day, do, just do something. Challenge yourself. Ask the Lord, but do something. And again, no condemnation on anyone. You, for health reasons, you can't do it. Do something, right? The Holy Spirit's doing it. So I believe that the Lord wants to make himself so real to us and that's why I'm saying, take the tithe of your week and then add some. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm pushing the envelope, but we need it. I need him. 
Like if I could just give him, if I'm giving him out of the day, if I have an eight hour, well, how many hours am I awake? 16 hours maybe? I don't know. If I'm out awake for 16, 17 hours, then I want to give him a major portion of that time, especially now that I'm not breaking, busting rocks. And, the, and everyone else in the room, I know. But I want you to be in that place where you're positioned to receive. Like some of you all of a sudden have a list of things that you got to do. Don't get beat yourself up. You understand, I'm trying to make the yoke easy, but I'm trying to challenge you at the same time. Because I know that the Lord is calling us into a higher place and he wants to speak phenomenally, like clear, so clear. And, and just, just get ready for it. So I just, Isaiah 40, we know that. They that wait upon the Lord renew, ready, renew their strength. If I wait upon the Lord, strength comes to me. I know we think we don't have, I'm tired. No, strength comes by waiting on the Lord. I don't feel like it. I, I, I got a thousand other things that I got to do, and I don't have enough energy to do that. No, you, it, it, the Bible says if I wait upon him, he will surely answer. He'll surely show up. He'll come. He'll bring strength. He'll give me eyes as eagles. He'll give me wings as eagles so I can fly and go into heavenly places and see from his perspective. He wants us to be in this place of waiting. Ready? And so, I, and I, I'm not getting in. I was going to get into all this stuff about the eagle and molting. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I refuse. I'm, if, you wanted, if you want that, call me later. But just a couple of scriptures. Ready? So Job said this. What is man that you should magnify him and that you should set your heart upon him and that... Thou should visit him every morning and try him every moment. I just want our perspectives to really change because the Lord is looking for you. And if I know that the Lord's looking for me, that postures me in a place where I can just say, God, I just, bah. like I, I want to cry, right? Because I just want the Lord and, and he wants you. He wants you. He wants you to come and to visit with him. He wants you to go into the cool of the day and walk with him. He wants you to come into this place of deep intimacy. And he wants to speak in that way. And I, I just realized that if I think about it, I think of, you know, William Branham, and I'm just going to use a, a name, and I don't want to just go into his whole life, but I do want to highlight one specific spot because he used to just sit there literally with a, a tent full of thousands of people and just sit there and tell hunting stories. Now, let me just tell you, he, was in, he encountered the Lord as, at his birth. There was a sign that was like an angel at his birth. So there was some phenomenal things that happened that make him greater than everyone else. No. There was probably an angel at your birth. I know there was one at Jesus. But I believe that the angels were waiting as I arrived. As my children arrived. As you guys came to earth, there were angelic presence of God waiting for you. And so it doesn't make him special. Although God used him in unusual ways. Why? Because he was so weak within himself, he couldn't function unless God showed up. 
He, could, he was illiterate out of Kentucky, couldn't speak. But I'm telling you, the miracles that flowed out of the guy's ministry was incredible. And the only place he went off was in teaching. He started to teach instead of telling hunting stories. I'm serious. I feel like that's where he went off sideways. And because he got into weird teachings, and, and again, not weird, but it was just not his gift. The gift was the gift of God that came on him to be able to discern men's hearts and to be able to discern uh, what, what sickness and disease and release a, a sign. Literally, the Lord said, it will be released signs and wonders like Moses. And so you see that through history. Like it began, he walked in and, and be, was like the forerunner of this healing movement. He didn't operate like the rest of them, didn't tell them, you know, oh, it's your faith, that be, that's why you're not getting healed. He never did any of that. I didn't see any of that in any of the things I've saw, listened to or seen. But he did have this place where he just waited and he'd tell you about a hunting story or a squirrel in the woods. And he said, you know, I'm waiting on something. You know, I'm waiting I'm waiting for the Lord. And then he'd go, there he is, right there. And literally, and, 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 and I believe that the Lord wants to do this in this way, and not just with someone on a stage. Do you understand? I believe that the Lord wants to walk with you in such a way that he walks to, with the spirit of revelation walking with you because that's what this would happen. What would happen is he would see a ticker over people's heads and he would see their whole lives. He would see, so actually, um, Chris Reed's operating a lot of this right now. I'm just watching and, and that's actually who I'm doing the, the class through. But I, I realize that the, the, there's such a, an operation of a gift on his life, but he postures himself to just receive from the Lord. And, I, and, I, and I'm all about the names, the numbers, and the, you know, the street addresses. It's all good. But I think the Lord is more impressed with our posture towards him than all the rest of that stuff. And I will tell you this. I will say this, that when the Holy Spirit would use uh, uh, William Branham, it would just come in like a flood, and he would just, it, there'd be no, there'd be no, like, flamboyant things that would happen he'd just say i see this this and this and then he'd go he'd touch them and say be healed go on your way and mir like miracles crazy miracles would happen he'd touch people and there would be a vibration and he would see a plaid literally plaid crisscrosses on his hand polka dots for different sicknesses i mean the lord would do some weird things through him and it was, it was a gift from God, but he had this constant communion, like he would walk down streets. Like outside the meetings, he would be led to go down streets, show up at people's houses, and, and release a healing, some, someone, some mother's child's in the house. A poor woman on, on the side, you know, somewhere in deep south. And he'd be led directly to the house, knock on the door, and said, I saw, and the woman would say, I saw a vision of you coming. And went in, and the kid was completely healed because it was just that way and that's what he would say I would see it just that way even walking into a, ho uh, uh, a hospital room he would see things it would be set in a in just as he saw it in a vision and he'd say and the Lord would say now now go lay hands on him and I'll heal him instantly no flamboyant flash nothing crazy but the reality was it was because he lived this life in constant communion with the Lord Amen? How many want that? And that's why I say he's just a token 
of how the Lord wants to use a whole generation. Are you hearing me? And, and there has to be this place where we, we come to that the Lord, He wants to visit us in such a way. I, I'm telling you, the Lord begins to show up in unusual ways as we give Him unusual attention. Do you believe me? I'm just saying if the whole thing, our, our whole perspective, even with the, 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 you know, we get our eyes on celebrities and they've got the thing that we need. And, and I believe, listen, we've, we've had the best, the best, some of the best of the best come through here. And I believe that all these guys, they, they don't, they don't want to be celebrities. They didn't call for that. They just, God, you know, people that love God and people are following them and, 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 and believing, you know, praying for them and partnering with them. And that's, but they're just another guy that gets out of bed. But they give themselves to the Lord. Okay, the, the ones that I know. I know that they give themselves to the Lord. I know that they have full prayer lives. That, and it comes through a prayer life and, and, and encountering the Lord. And these things, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to posture ourselves. The whole church. Ready? The whole church. Oh. So I just, and I just wanted to stop on, on Catherine Kuhlman for a second. And because I, I truly believe this, because that's usually when I encounter the Lord, I've encountered the same thing. And it's this, quietness. You all right? Shake your head if you need to wake up. No, no one's sleeping. I, I'm telling you, quietness. And there was just, she was in a, a big meeting, and I'm just, one. this is one thing. She used to do this often, but I, I realized that she, she would say, listen, everyone quiet. Like the organs would be going, the pianos would be going, all, everything would be up and moving, and, and it would be, please, please, everyone quiet. Why? Because she wanted to wait and hear what the Lord was doing. And they would sit, talk about awkward you got thousands of people in front of you and just stop. Especially like now in this generation, right? We get in this spot where everything, nothing, when we're not moving, when something's not happening, when we're not being stimulated. Do you understand? There's a, there's a, serious, there's a serious problem when we're not stimulated with our eyes, with our ears. Like I'm talking, she would say, just stop. Just be quiet. And then some man started praising God in the front. He said, sir, please be quiet. Like she wanted silence. Maybe a little over the top, but nevertheless, the fruit is there, right? Miracles would just happen mass. Like, like the power of God would just cover the place. And, th and hundreds, thousands would just get healed. And so I'm saying this because we're talking about a, a larger figure but can I tell you the principle is the same for your own life if you believe that the Lord is going to move through you and he, he wants to use you in that way. And everyone in this room, God is called to use in that way. And again, I don't want to get my face on the gift again, but I want to keep it pure and looking towards the Lord because it was about being quiet before the Lord. And, and, and I feel like 
most of the time there has to be again while we're here because it's funny you guys if I say something someone's coming back to me with something else like well what if what if this and 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 those of you who ask me questions don't think this is towards anyone I just I just realized that when I say certain things people block you, you hear some of what I say and then you put other things in it okay so what I'm not saying is when we're in worship that we're not jubilant that we're not happy that we're not worshiping God with all of our hearts like if God puts you in a quiet place that's okay in the midst of the the chaos and the and the exuberant worship that's good but I'm saying this that the Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place of quietness and waiting and patiently waiting on what he's about to do I'm telling you, if we come into this uh, agreement with the Lord, I'll just say that. It's an agreement with the Lord that I'm going to wait until you speak. And even if you don't speak, tomorrow I show up at the same place at the same time and wait for you to speak. Because we want to, how many want to hear him? A lot of you, right? A lot of us, we don't hear the Lord because we don't quiet ourselves before him. I'll say it again. We don't engage with the Lord because we don't stop all the busyness all the media all the music even the music can I say that I know for me personally I'll just say this sometimes I don't want to hear nothing sometimes even quiet music is distracting me from hearing the Lord and so I just want us to be in this place where we're sensitive to what God's saying because he truly Look, he walked in the cool of the day. He was looking for Adam. He was waiting for Moses at the top of the mountain. He baptized Jesus with his Holy Spirit. Of course, Jesus was God, but he just came in a physical form to ignite the ministry that Jesus was about to have. And he went up into the mountain to be tempted. And so I'm saying this because the temptation is to completely be diverted every time we go to pray. I don't know maybe I'm just talking to myself in this room but the reality is sometimes I feel like I've got a thought it's like almost like hey, clear the desk clear everything I don't want to see one thing I don't want to see a book I don't want to see a book title and, and and I said this last night the Lord indicted me before about too much word and not enough him I figured you'd think I was a heretic for saying that but I truly believe that the Lord is saying, I want this inside of you. I, not that he doesn't want me studying the word, but I, that's my, see what happens? It's my safety net. Like I do get revelation from the word, but it becomes the spot where I'm constantly digging, 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 digging. And I'm in a sense, can I say this? Distracted by the word. Because the Lord, he's really trying to wean me off of even being so ready on a Sunday that I've got all this stuff. And, and again, I've got more than enough. <laughs> Didn't mean it like that. I've got more than enough for tonight. But this is how the Lord wants to just come. He wants to come in such a way that there is every time you get up to say something to someone or every time you encounter someone that you just have a word. 
you have, you, you bring life because the life flow is inside of you. The voice of many waters that I talked about earlier, I believe that the voice of many waters is releasing the word of the Lord to you and through you. Like I saw it just going right through everyone and filtering out everything that got in the way of what he wants to do in this hour. Do you understand that it's a supernatural thing that I saw? It was vibrations, but it was water going through you. And that means he comes through and he cleanses and he purifies by the washing of his word. Well, pastor, you just said the word can be a distraction. No, it's a distraction to me. You, it probably is not. Because from what I understand, most of you probably aren't reading your Bibles enough. That's not in condemnation. That's just saying some of you struggle to just get in the word and open the Bible and just read. All right? It's okay. But I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is coming in such a way that he wants us to be postured in this place of pure, patient waiting. That I am not, dis I'm not distracted by my mind. See, because there's focus. I believe that the Lord wants us to focus on certain things. Ready? The focus is on God and not you. I'll repeat that. That's number one. He wants us to be focused on God, His presence, and not you. When you, not, and again, everyone take this. <laughs> I feel like I have to do a disclaimer every time I say something sometimes. We don't take it and say, oh, you know, I don't, because I, I made statements to certain people. No, let the word come and read you like it you want God to come in you want the word to come into you and speak to you and discern your heart amen, amen. but it's not about you you okay come on you will be you will be Ronnie you will be no you shouldn't be no it's about focusing on God and not yourself right Quietness will usher in the very presence of God. Can I say this? That the Lord gets happy when you wait on him. I feel like he just said that to me this week. I get really pleased when you wait for me. <laughs> and that's a, such a like, it's so backwards because he's already there. But he likes it when I posture my heart to wait for him. Ready? Contemplative prayer is going to set you free. Places where you meet the Lord and encounter Him in just strength, like quietness brings strength. Mm. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. Psalms 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Can I tell you there's over 100, I think over 130 places where it says wait on the Lord in reference to waiting on the Lord. How many think it might be important? I mean, we've, we've only got 66 books. 
Ready? Number three. Quietness helps you hear the voice of God. This is why I'm talking about... Hi. <laughs> you can close the door, I guess. <laughs> if you got to escape. He's awesome. Remember? Remember this. Ready? There is... When Samuel heard the voice of the Lord, he was what? Just laying down. Samuel... The prophet, he said, speak for your servant is listening. Ready to listen. Three times this happened. He didn't know the voice of the Lord. But then by the third time, right, he engaged with the Lord. And the Lord began to download to him. And that was his first prophetic word. And, the, <laughs> and of course, the priesthood wanted to know what it was. Well, not a good question. But anyway. Always remember that the Holy Spirit is revealing truth to you only as you're able to hear it. Can I tell you this? He does not usually shout. He's usually quiet. And when he speaks, it's quiet. I can be up here, and I can, even this morning, I felt like, this morning, we're here in the evening. I felt like when the Lord was just the voice of many, I just hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard anything corporately in a while. But I felt like the Lord was speaking, and these guys were all on the victory and all that, and it just, it was so powerful. I could see the Lord himself come in, just come in through, just, there wasn't even a roof on this place. Just the Lord come in, and he descended in. And just began to speak words. Didn't, I didn't hear words. But as he opened his mouth, it was just releasing the power and the presence of his, of his voice over this place. And that wasn't because, I don't think it was because I was doing the message on waiting. But maybe it was. Maybe that we would receive an impartation of the voice of the Lord. Because he's going to give us a grace. Ready? Everyone, I need, everyone say, I need a grace for waiting. I need a grace for waiting. I think of a thousand things that I could do, and none of them are relevant. I'm sorry. They're not relevant. God wants to speak to you, and when he speaks, he'll speak with strength. <laughs> and you better believe, always remember the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you only as you're able to hear it. It's powerful. So be alert and let the witness of the Holy Spirit come. Quietness invites God to work in you according to His timing. Mm. Let me just stop and we'll do a little prophetic teaching right now because sometimes we get tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. I don't know. Maybe you don't. If you don't, get more, 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 more. But I'm saying sometimes the Lord is speaking so quickly, I don't stay and I don't wait. I don't know if it's the timing. Even, even tonight, what's the timing, Lord? You want to release something in this place? And listen, as we hear the Lord, God will begin to use everyone in this place in the gift of prophecy. 
desire earnestly, especially that you would prophesy. Why? Because it's an utterance that will change people and it changes the atmosphere. Why? Because we're hearing the voice of heaven. We're hearing God's voice himself. And when we speak to people, and again, we, some of us are prophesying. We don't even know we're prophesying. You, are you hearing me? Some of us are speaking things that are creating things, and, and you want your voice to be creative, not destructive. But as we hear, and we need to know God's timing on things. God wants to do things in his timing, not yours. Not because I'm frustrated, not because I'm impatient, but because it's God saying, time to do this. Sometimes we do a ton of things out of our own ambition, out of our own strength, out of our own mind because we think it's a good idea, and, and it may be. But is it God's idea? Wouldn't it be amazing and incredible if all of us began to operate in this way where God's ideas were flowing from us? How creative would that be? And, and just getting behind it, and really, all you have to do is operate and begin to walk in the direction that the Lord is saying and put your hands to what he says, and everything just begins to landscape, and, and, and the architecture of God begins to be created around us. Are you hearing me? And this is why we're in a super critical point where I feel like the Lord is coming in such a way to encounter you. Encounter you completely. So in quietness, again, waiting. brings godly wisdom and understanding despite, ready, despite our circumstances. <sighs> Come on, that's a truth bomb right there. If we wait for the Lord's understanding, his wisdom, all of a sudden our situation, it doesn't matter what your situation looks like, if I have God's understanding and wisdom, I'm good. Like, I can get out of any gym with God's wisdom and understanding. Can be the worst one. Like, I've heard of people in IRS crazy stuff. I've heard of all kinds of wild stuff. It's just, their testimonies are never-ending. Because the Lord gives complete, like, this little thing with a deed down the street. You think the Lord, like, it's not too big. He can do it in a moment. I just need wisdom and understanding. We need wisdom and understanding. So Isaiah said it like this, take heed and be quiet. <laughs> oh, that's a funny one. Take heed. Like who does that? Most of us, most of us don't do that. Like, God starts speaking things, take heed, we hear what he's saying, and then we blab it. I'm guilty. It's good. Come on, this is good stuff. And the Lord is going to walk us into this. Ready? Be silent and heeding the, the God's still, small voice goes hand in hand. We're told uh, in, in Job, it says, oh, that you would be silent and that it would be your wisdom. 
as I wait for the Lord, silently, he's going to release wisdom. Job again. I'm not giving scriptures. You can find them later. Job 6.24, sorry, is this one. Teach me, and I will be quiet. Show me where I have been wrong. How many are asking the Lord that question? I mean, you can go through Scripture. If you, go, if you begin to go through the Word and ask Him about being quiet, silent, and wait, I guarantee it's more than 130 places. Like, silently we wait. How many are asking the Lord where I, where I went wrong? I believe that the Lord will speak, and again, <laughs> it's not to bring a heap of condemnation if you can... You, we don't want condemnation. We don't receive condemnation. You re receive encouragement. Because when God begins to go into your life and begins to speak, I want to rearrange this. I want to do that. I want to move this around. I want to put you here. I want you to be here. I don't, want, I don't want you to be there. You made choices that you never, that I never declared. And, and you're trying to make your path. And I'm saying, you come into the place where I am and watch what I begin to do. And then we, we want to ask the Lord, Lord, where did I miss the turn? Because I've been in that season. God, we don't want to be, again, not condemning myself for anything, but I want the path of the, God, of the Lord, and I don't want to go any other way. Like sometimes we're trying all kinds of stuff. And the Lord's saying, where did, okay, what, here's, where you, here's where I'm trying to redirect. Okay? Are you all right? I might need musicians in a minute to just quiet me down for a second but I really believe that the Lord silence allows you to pay attention silence ready silence allows you to pay attention to what's going on in your soul how many know that your soul is not your spirit and so we have to attend to the things that are going on in our soul and then instead of squashing or ignoring what's going on in your spirit pursue even more strongly in your time, what God's, in God's solitude, where he's sending you and what, what the rest of it looks like. Because everyone in this place, right, we want to be attending to the things that God is speaking. Amen? And so I, I just want us to get out of this place. Like, here we go. Ready? I'm going to, to, to say a couple things and then we'll pray. But I, I really believe that the Lord is wanting us to uncover this. Ready? It's the ancient place of waiting. Why? Because somewhere along the line in the body of Christ and throughout the whole entire church, it's been covered over by, ancient, by like the winds of sand and the winds of time. And I'm, I felt like the Lord said, I've got an ancient um, thing that I want to open up to you. And it's from the, it's the Lord. It's not something. I have this, this ancient, it's called waiting on the Lord. It's called practicing his presence. It's called being in completely engaged with the Lord. And, and you can, ready? Listen to me. You can be engaged with the Lord 24-7. So I take authority over lie, every lie in everyone's head that tells them they can't be. Because I believe that we can be engaged with the Lord 24-7, even in our dreams, Right? God wants to use even our sleep time, which I don't dream, not yet, day 10 maybe. 
I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us continually. And he may put things in your dreams that you remember during the day. I, I don't know how, how the Lord can work, but I just want you to be in a posture where God can speak clearly. Because the biggest, I, I think, hurdle for every believer is I don't hear God for myself, so I need a prophetic word. And I'm not downing prophetic words. You understand? I give them. I receive them. I love them. I covet them. But there has to be a place in our lives where we're like, I hear the Lord. Wow, it's really clear. And I'm beginning to know him. How many want to see him face to face? If Moses saw him face to face, just go with me quick. I'll do a recap of what I, I, I just feel like I have to do it. It's something I did last night. But I just feel like this is, this is a word for us. Ready? In 2022, Exodus 2022, here's what the Lord wants to do. Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. I'll back up to 21. So the people of God stood afar off. But Moses drew near to the dark cloud. I'm telling you, we have a choice. 2021, you had a choice. Are you stepping away or are you stepping in? Everyone here, you obviously are stepping in. Everyone who's listening online, you're obviously stepping in. Everyone who's been pushing in with the Lord is stepping into the cloud. And the Lord says, I'm about to, what? You're about to see me, and you're about to see heavens open. So it says, so the people stood afar off. Moses drew near to the, to the thick darkness where God was. And then the Lord said to Moses, thus sh you shall say to the children of Israel, you have seen me and have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. He wants us to witness and be a witness of what he's doing right now. He wants to come to you from the place of heaven. That comes by drawing near. What is he saying? Because he's referring right now to as they go through the, the Red Sea and come across. The Holy Spirit guided them through. And they, they went into this place where there were bitter waters. There was bitterness and there was all this chaos because everyone started getting sick from the water. And Moses cast the branch and said, I am the Lord that heals you. And so there has to be a, a, a place where we begin to step back and say, God, I'm drawing into the thick darkness where you are. What is that? That's a place of, un, you don't know what it looks like. It's going into the place where you've not been before. It's going into a, 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 a relationship with the Lord that you've not been before. But he says, I will show you and you will see the heaven. And I don't know who's in this room that wants to see heaven, but I do. And I do periodically, but not enough. <laughs> I need you guys to help, for sure. There has to be, in every one of us, a grace 
And he's giving the grace, even tonight. He wants to release a grace so that you can quiet all those things that distract you. All those things that try and keep you back from what? The voice of the Lord. Don't you want the voice of the Lord? Don't you want him to come and just enter in to your room? I'll end with a story. Because I feel like it's, it's pertinent. There's a man, he's passed. He was a Bible teacher. His name was Walter Butler. And he had just this amazing, like I'm, I'm just, just reading a little biography thing that he did. It's just incredible because he, he would just go, they would go into Bible class. He was a Bible teacher at a Bible school. And the Lord would just show up like incredibly and for all these students and he was just teaching and you know, but the Spirit of God began before he entered into this place where he just he was carrying just the manifest glory of God. It's the manifest presence of God that we want. Amen? Look at me for a second. It's the manifest presence. It's God himself who you want to have a meeting with. It's not even the, it, the seven lampstands burning in your room. That's who you want to have an encounter with. When he had fasted for 48 hours, he was seeking the Lord. He began to wait on the Lord, and then he was discouraged. He said, oh, God, you're not even, you're not showing up. And then he went to lay in bed, and right through the door, the Lord Jesus Christ came in. Right through the door, and all the hosts of angels came with him. Just invaded his room. Just began to just release, uh, uh, just declarations over. How, how many would, you want Jesus prophesying over you? I want the Lord prophesying over me. I, I receive every prophecy that came from a prophet, that, but I want the Lord to walk in the room and encounter me and then begin to release his declaration over me. And he just basically gave him his whole life, his ministry, all the things that God was speaking to him to do. And then, and then the Lord rolled out of the room and all of heaven's hosts rolled out of the room. And then he's laying there and he felt like, oh, I'm going to be tested on that. No sooner did he think the thought than all, than Satan himself walked into the room. And all of the hosts of hell came in and just began to accuse him. You're not who God said you are. You're, God's not even real. The word of God isn't real. The words he spoke over you aren't real. And, and, and every time Walter would say, no, the Lord told me this. The Lord told me that. No, that was the Lord who came in my room. And he continued, he said, no, he said, no, you're deceived. And he said, actually, you're losing your mind. Stop. Because this is where the enemy will go. He will chatter at you. He will intimidate you. He will plague you with thoughts that are not of him and will make you think that you're losing your mind. Come on. And I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit, as, as all the accusation came, 
he began, he, all of a sudden the room started to bend, like the enemy started to do weird things like with his mind and twisting things. And he really thought that he was losing his mind at that moment. And he said, I, I, I rebuke you, Satan. The Lord said this. And, and the enemy just finally left the room. And when he came back again, he began to onslaught the same thing again. He came back a second time. And what he began to do, ready, we're going to do it in a second. He began to praise and he began to worship and he began to just declare the glory of God. He didn't even pay any attention to the enemy. He just began to worship the Lord and began to acknowledge and extol the Lord. And the enemy just whoosh, disappeared out of the room, never came back. I'm telling you, God wants to encounter you in such a way. I'm telling you, there's no one so special on the earth that if, or, or, or you think yourself, maybe uh, he won't do that for me. I'm going to declare it over you that he will do that for you. That he will do it for you. That he may not come in that way, but he'll come in another way. And he, every one of us, he has a design for how he wants to come and speak. This has everything to do with sitting and being quiet and allowing the Lord to speak to us in this place of intimacy. Because when he does that, he begins to show himself in so many spectacular ways you've never dreamed. I want you to stand. So we're just going to ask for grace right now. <laughs> and I believe the Lord's going to release grace. So if you're, if you're in the room and you feel like you need grace for the waiting, I'm just going to just come forward. Just come forward. And I believe that the Lord is going to release that for you. It doesn't even matter if I lay hands on you or not, right? It's just you're coming and you're, you're consecrating yourself. You're asking the Lord right now, God, will you just release a grace on my life so that I can just step into something brand new with you? A place of waiting, a place of being in a, in a spot with you. And that's, it's called, I believe, it's the secret place. It's the sweetest spot that you could ever be. And you want to be in that place. And so we're just going to ask for it corporately right now. God, we're not going to do it by striving or being hyper-focused on things. Do you hear me right there? I don't want you to be hyper-focused on the thing that the Lord is about to do sovereignly just because we're available. It's not through a religious duty or religious work. It's through, yes, it's some discipline. God, discipline our minds. Lord, let our minds be in a place of waiting. And Lord, we ask that you shut every other voice off. Lord, open our spiritual senses so that we are sensitive and ready for what you're about to do in this season. Lord, I thank you for the grace. Come on, just reach up and grab the grace of God. I'm telling you, it's the grace to move and to position us in that place of waiting. 
thank you for your voice, God. We thank you that you've come. You want to show us all of what's happening in heaven. You want to show us yourself. You want to show us all of heaven. And so we set aside ourselves right now. Right now, you're just going to set aside yourself. Lord, when I go into my prayer closet, when I go into the secret place, Lord, I just put myself. You're going to have to do it intentionally every day. Ready? Listen to me. Keep your eyes closed in the, in the presence of the Lord. You're going to have to do it daily. Lord, I set aside all these things that distract me, and I step in and engage with you. So, Holy Spirit, we come. We engage with you right now.